Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. Hey, what's up? It's Loud and Local. Right now, I have a band in the studio called Witch Ripper, uh, and and I actually did a pay-per-view with them, uh, like a like an at-home session where I believe they were, were you guys in the studio? Were you guys all together at home? Where were you guys? God, it's all a blur. Um, <laughs> I was in our practice space. Nice. Yeah, I think we're all at our own spaces. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, well, uh, it's nice to have you guys all together. It's a totally different dynamic, though I have to, you know, completely call myself out. I was late. I, the band showed up here, they went and got some beers, and I showed up late to my own interview. So, that's, that's, uh, a faux pas, you know, party foul on my end, but you guys got your beer. We're back in the studio. Witch Ripper, welcome back to Loud and Local. Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank Absolutely. You. So let's go around the room. Uh, it's been a little while. Yourself, tell us what your name is and what you do in the band. Uh, Curtis Parker, play guitar and do angry guy vocals. Nice. Chad Fox, I do guitar and vocals as well. Pretty guy vocals. Yes. Yeah, the nice guy vocals. Yeah. The smiley <laughs> vocals. Yes. Uh, Brian Kim and I play bass. I am Joe Eck and I play drums. Right on. Right on. So the album. Is out now. The album that we talked about last time we chatted, and you guys were like, this album's going to be long, it's going to be proggy, it's going to be, you know, it's going to, and, uh, you know, it's out now, and these songs, you know, you guys have a 17-minute song on it, uh, really kind of went for it. It's like, is it five or six songs? It's only five. Five songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it is a full length. It's not an EP. It's a full length. Going full, you know, Pink Floyd on this one. Uh, you guys have the record release show coming up March 18th at Substation with Eris, Into the Storm, and Void Dancer. The album is called The Flight After the Fall. You can pick it up on vinyl, on CD. Uh, you can also just get the uh, the audio version of, or the streaming or whatever you want on Bandcamp. But uh, how are you guys feeling about the record, guys? How, have you guys gotten the actual copies in your hands? Yeah, they Dude. look great. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It feels so good to honestly just have that in your hand after like waiting so long for it to come out. Yeah. Because, man, just like, you know, recording time, then time to, you know, we signed to a new label, Magnetic Eye Records, mm-hmm. in this meantime. You know, that takes time to like negotiate stuff and just like that whole process, even yeah. like from when they agree, like, yes, we want to sign you guys to the paperwork done was probably like four months. Okay. And then like vinyl production took about a year. So it was like, we really were just like, oh, man. Someday this will come out and it's really cool. And to have it like physically in your hands after like what feels like two and a half years is like amazing. I don't think it was that long, but I mean, if I think from the actual time we started pre production was like almost exactly three years ago. It it has been. I had memories show up in my phone. (laughs) Yeah. It so is actually a pandemic album. Yeah. It's like three years that we're counting on right now. So we all, I remember clearly, uh, we all met at my buddy Jesse's house to record pre-production drums, and we'd all gotten fired from our jobs about a, the week before. Because a lot of you guys work in, like, the, you know, uh, hospitality, right? Yeah, restaurants yeah. and bars. Restaurants, yeah. And so we all got fired, and the guy, Jesse, who recorded the drums, also had just gotten fired. So we're like, well, what are we going to do? I guess we'll record drums in your basement? And because we had literally just, like, everyone was just like, I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was the start of us actually tracking that album, yeah. That's that's a wild thing and 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 just uh wow, that's that's like a kind of special way to kind of mark the reintroduction to the world of like, you know, you guys have this 
album that you guys went all in on um, to kind of mark this era of the band. You guys kind of went for it and um, artistically and, and just like heaviness and, and musically. So I don't know, man, like that's uh, maybe I'm being too sentimental with it, but it sounds like it's kind of, you know, a special thing. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it is like, yeah, it just really is. Like when you think about like all the stuff you have to go through to get an album put out. Uh, it gave I, me plenty of time to learn the material. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That was great for me. Yeah, no deadline. Were the songs written uh, before the pandemic? Yeah, mostly. So like when we started pre-production, when we, what we do before we record an album is we actually record the entire album ourselves first. Mm-hmm. So we got all the drums done. And then I'll sit at my house and, like, record guitar tracks. And, like, we recorded these drums. And then the news reports started coming out that COVID was, like, actually real. And you can't, like, see each other. Mm -hmm. So when it came to the pre-production side of stuff, as far as guitars and bass, uh, you know, I tracked all the guitars in my apartment. And Brian had to email me bass tracks. He didn't actually come (laughs) over. We didn't actually do stuff in person. Like, we had a general idea of what we were doing, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just tracked everything at my own little tiny home studio setup, and yeah, I just shared the files and slapped them together. And then I think I don't remember, but I believe we then like we're like, well, it's ready to go, but now we have to wait till we can actually like hook up with Derek Morey, who recorded the actual yep. album itself. I, I think there was a couple like six months or something like that where we're just like, hopefully it gets better, and then we had to like everyone get tested, get in mm-hmm. your own little bubble, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, now we can start recording this thing. And so, yeah, it was just, it was a crazy process. Like, it wasn't just like, hey, let's record an album. It was such an ordeal at times. Navigating the pandemic while trying to make a record at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, tell me about working with Derek. He's a name that pops up a lot here on Loud Mogul. A lot of, you know, musicians uh, go to him and and he's a homie. I believe he, I'm not sure if he still does, but he worked at Numos for a while. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so, so what was it like working with Derek? Uh, Derek's awesome. He's honestly my very favorite person I've worked with to record music. Um, I mean, I remember, I think back in the day when he was still doing stuff with Matt Bayless. Yeah. Uh, and that was like, you can kind of feel a little that Bayless flavor on the work he does where he just makes it sound really, really f***ing good. Nice. <clears throat> That's yeah, awesome. I've been working with Derek for, gosh, almost 10 years now. Yeah. You know, he's recorded my other band, Chrome Lakes, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, we've just like built a repertoire over the years of working together and just like it, it's always really smooth and enjoyable. So, How many bands are you in? You're in Variations. Uh, three, three technically. You're yeah. in Chrome Lakes, Variations, and Witch Ripper. Yeah. yeah. How do you divvy up your time, dude? I And I'm assuming you probably have a job too, right? I do, I do. <laughs> yeah. I work 40 hours a week and Okay. do the band stuff too. And, nice. You know, try to fill in all my time with all the other stuff. But yeah, it's just prioritizing really. And, okay. And... You know, sometimes one band is more busy than the others and just have to, you know, divvy it up. If I were, so I know you're a skateboarder. That is true. If I were to, you know, like if we had some space here and I gave you a skateboard, I'll do the classic, like (laughs) do a kickflip. What's the most, like, what's the do to like wow us? A bunch of like non-skaters. Man, to wow? Yeah. I mean, switch hard flip or something. I mean, I can't switch hard flip, but like, I don't know, very heel, burial heel flip, maybe. Okay, yeah. That's always a pretty fun one to to watch go. But um, what'd you do in the music video? Was it just? A that was just flip? a heel flip. Uh, heel flip. Yeah. Nice. That was after I slammed <laughs> twice, just warming up. Yeah. So that was a tough one for me, but glad we got it in there. <laughs> I I went to Port Townsend with my girlfriend, um, you know, recently, and they have a great skate park that's never used. Really? And like hardly anyone's ever there. There was like one on personal rollerblades. I was like, dude, this place has like an incredible. What's your favorite skate park in the in the Northwest? In the Northwest, yeah, man, that's a tough one. Um, I mainly just go to Lake City Park. It's okay. called Virgil Flame, but yeah, yeah, the Lake City one is where I go a lot. Um, and yeah, that's a tough one. They do have a new one they're building in Edmonds that I'm excited about. Well, it's actually built, but they haven't built the rest of the park around it, so you can't yeah. skate it yet, but... That one's definitely on my radar. I'm excited about that one. There's one down in Kent that has a full pipe. 
Really? I don't know who is expecting yeah. someone to to skate a full pipe. Yeah, but it's it's like this. Someone watched Tony Hawk Pro Skater, or someone played Tony Hawk Pro Skater. We're like, we could do this. Nah, man, it's yeah. intense. That's a little big. Yeah, <laughs> but I would love to see people try doing that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so back to the album. We're, we did a little skate park corner there, but we'll go, we'll go back to the yeah. album. Um, so. Did you guys have the album done before you kind of shopped it to labels and whatnot? Or, you know, how did that process go? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was done. Basically, like, you know, we were like, what can we do during the pandemic to stay busy? And pretty much the only thing we could do is record. Yeah. Obviously. And so we just went for it and finished it up. And then I don't know if it's the backwards way to do it, but we kind of always done it this way because we did it with our last album too, where we wanted to be able to show potential labels. Like this is what we're doing yeah. in the best light. And so that's kind of what we did this one. I, just, I sent it out, um, which is always a process. I think with like every artist you shoot lofty and you got to take a lot of no's. You got to mm-hmm. take a lot of people just like, Oh, sick album, man. I'll, I'll get back to you in a week. And then like, a month goes by and you're like don't count on it yeah there's you know it's just the music industry in general is a lot like that but with magnetic eye um i got introduced to our a and r guy through a mutual friend who lives in san jose shout out to jeff because he's an amazing human awesome um, and from right from the get-go i mean they were responding to every email like our a and r guy started calling me it was just like yeah i'm interested in this and it was just such a breath of fresh air that's awesome to actually have people seem like they cared yeah <laughs> you know i think we were lucky with our last day album D- with dhu records they mm-hmm. were fantastic too but this one um magnetic eye is owned by a larger media group as well and they have a lot more of that machine behind them sure so it's like which media group a uh, speaker media group okay so, so um oh gosh what's the name of that label that uh like yearly cobra's on they do uh, prophecy, prophecy right prophecy, yeah, prophecy records recording, is part yeah. of it and they have a few other ones and they all share like the same like PR groups and these kind of things too. So okay. they really like make you work a little bit more, which is what I want. Yeah. You know? Like they're like, annoying. go on tour. Dude, I, even just like you wake up to like five emails being like, hey, you have to answer the same ten questions to like all these different blogs. It's like, yes, I'll do this. I just you know, the fact that they're even asking us to do this is such a great You're thing. like, wow, they're actually like working for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. they really are. And like, you know, on the grand scheme of bands, we're still not a big band, but this what Magnetic Eye has been so supportive of is they just really like the album. Yeah. You're like, hey, like, you know, things happen. People might not check it out. They might check it out. But we actually really believe in this album. So they're trying to push it pretty hard, which is fantastic. From their website, it says Magnetic Eye Records is a boutique label presenting beautifully designed and curated records from artists across a spectrum of heavy music, dedicated to presenting new talent and established names in doom, psychedelia, classic, and stoner rock. We take pride in contributing to the legacy of the Almighty Riff. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so they're the ones that do the uh, cool, like, Redux series with, uh, you know, records, like, that are tributes to, you know, a bunch of different... Oh, so they have a Cats on Amps calendar. Uh, so <laughs> Ruby the Hatchet's that. on their label. Yep. Um, yeah. Restless Spirit, love that band. There's a bunch of cool bands, and, like, yeah, we're honestly probably the heaviest band. Zach Sabbath, your label mates with uh, Zach Wild. Technically, yeah. Technically. I okay. mean, he answers all my texts. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Immediate besties. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I got to ask, they do these Redux albums like tributes to uh, ACDC. They did the, uh, uh, they did, you know, Pink Floyd. They did uh, Melvin's uh, kind of tri- Alice in Chains. If you guys could do a cover for one of the Reduxes, what would be your like first first pick? What would you guys want to do? I think about this at this point. It's going to be. Oh, you guys. I mean, you did. Uh, <laughs> we, I don't think we actually <laughs> can. Okay. Okay. Um, never mind. They- between our A&R guy, he would say, shut the f- up. Um, <laughs> seriously. Because <laughs> they want to make it a special enough. So say a band okay. that's not okay. that band. So we have done one for them. Okay. And we have two more in the process for different labels as well. With Dope. these compilations. I think, honestly, for me, and I feel like this is cliche, but, like, I've been listening to a lot of it lately, and I would, I wish, I want something to do with, like, a Nirvana's cover album. Yeah. Just more I was spending time with it and I more noticed this when I was listening to covers of Nirvana songs is like how interesting their use of melody is over these really simple chord progressions mm-hmm. and like when they're rocking out and doing the things I feel like you just don't notice it because you just notice this like yeah this band's kicking ass 
But when like some like singer songwriter is just singing along acoustically to their stuff, you're like, wow, this is actually like, yeah. you really dissect the melody they do. And like, this is really impressive that these dudes wrote this music for how I, simple it is. I remember Tori yeah. Amos yeah. doing Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh, it's oh, fantastic. Dude, I actually listened yeah. to that today. Yeah. Like, Have you seen the Daniel Johns version? He did it live at some no. concert. Wow. Silver Chair Singer. It's pretty cool. You should check it out. Okay. On, on piano. Yeah. Probably similar to Tori Amos, yeah. but uh, it's still really cool. Yeah. So it's, it's a hard player. Too. So it's safe to say that's not the one we'll be It's not the one that's we're doing, one. but, but I will say okay. the one we're doing for Matt is another famous Seattle band. Okay. <laughs> Macklemore. Let's go. Damn, tested right now. Definitely. Let's go. I mean, we're already pretty tight with Mackles, so nice, like, dude. Uh, Mackle Demas, Mackle, Mackle Nice, dude. All right, so uh, so you guys go into you know record this album. the The pandemic is raging. Uh, this record is also raging. It's it's it, but it's um you know, it's a new step for you guys and your sound. Uh, you know what made you guys want to go bigger, longer, faster? No, actually, <laughs> slower. Right? Would you say uh, slower? It's overall, about the same. Overall, yeah. <laughs> There's like one song. The our full, song full disclosure: I haven't heard the whole album yet, so <laughs> yeah. I can't. I can't exactly like explain everything right, here. I've right. heard the two I singles. Think bigger is the best term for awesome. it. Awesome, because it's not. I wouldn't say it's like faster or slower, but we definitely it's more ambitious. Yep. And yeah, we adopted a very more is more attitude going into this process. That was kind of the thing, like, when we were recording, doing, like, all these, like, the, the studio we did drums at, uh, Studio Known and Anacortis, they have so many toys there. Oh, is that uh, the yeah. church? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the church. So we had, a uh, we overbooked the time that we needed to do drums. We had a full day, basically, just to kind of, like, screw around in yeah. there. So we threw, like, like, what's the expression? The kitchen sink in there? Yeah. We, we did everything. We I don't think we used all of it, but... It's, yeah, we, we recorded it. It's pretty much sure. there. I mean, like, there's parts like the recordings get a little dense, and I really enjoy that because I like people that I like albums where you can listen to it and pick out things on multiple listens. Yeah. So there's like sections of songs with like actual grand piano on it. Yeah. And like there's string sections, and there if you listen real close, you'll hear. Uh, oh, the vibraphone. Vibraphone. Oh, yeah, the nice. one of my favorite right. tiny little layers. You guys yeah. need to hammer That's dulcimer right. in there, dude. <laughs> if there had been yeah, one I'd in that, that studio, we probably would have done it. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, it was just like I, a big thing with this album. Like our last album, I thoroughly enjoy. I really love it because it's yeah. just this big, heavy, angry album. But this one, we really wanted to try something with more melody and more chords, more mm-hmm. inspired by kind of classic songwriting. Like I was, I was saying, like David Bowie and Queen were as much an influence on this album as like Neurosis or Gojira. Sure. You know, which is kind of a weird thing to say, but it's like, it's, that's kind of where it comes from. And I love like those old Phil Spector recordings where he, like from the Beatles, where he's just like, hey, let's have an entire like 200 piece orchestra playing on a pop song because f it. And, yeah. you know, we <laughs> obviously go. don't have that, but I didn't want to say no to anything I thought would sound cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean that's I'm, what court sort of drew, drew me to it was just that fact that there were so many different aspects to it and it was just so interesting. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, yeah, what, what can I sing over this? Like, there's so many possibilities. Yeah. Like, yeah, I really enjoyed that about it. And like when, I remember when we first started like writing riffs and like so, like ideas for those new uh, songs, like Curtis, you were like, you had some idea of like two parts, and then you're like, I don't know, is this like Queen? I'm like, yeah, but it's f-ing awesome. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. amazing. Like, we should definitely go with something like that. Nice man. Okay, right on. Well, um, let's go into one of the songs. Let's we're, we're talking about it. Uh, we'll come back and talk more about the album and whatnot. But uh, let's go into them. Do you guys want to go into Enter the Loop? Yes, first yeah. song off the album. Mm-hmm. First one off the album. The album again is uh, called The Flight After the Fall. You can pick it up on record. Uh, get yourself a physical copy of the record. If you can't go to the shows, you can stream it. But the show is March 18th at the substation with Eris, Into the Storm, and Void Dancer. Again, we're talking with Wish Ripper. Here is Enter the Loop, the first song on the album. It's Loud and Local here on The Rock.
powerful as Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. That was Enter the Loop, Witch Ripper here in studio. We're hanging out and uh, talking about their upcoming show, March 18th at Substation uh, with Eris, Into the Storm, and Void Dancer. That is a, a heavy, 100% local show. Uh, you, you guys chose the bands yourselves. Yeah, it was a mix yeah. of friends. Like, I mean, uh, Eris is one of those things. I think we played one of their album releases way back in the day at Lo-Fi. Yeah. Yeah. And that uh, has yeah. been a band oh, wow. I've just loved for a long time. I mean... They're, they are definitely have continued to be one of the best heavy bands in Seattle. Like oh, ever yeah. since I first saw them, like years and years ago, mm-hmm. it's like constantly crushing every show that they play. And they're just great dudes, and so we're happy oh, to yes. have them. And then into the storm, Brian has been playing in bands with those guys for God, I don't know how long. Oh 12, yeah, like twelve uh, years, fifteen years. Yeah, almost fifteen years probably. And they make sense with us, and they're just such yep. such great dudes. We're happy to have them. And where the Murphalo Roam is a great record. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. should listen to that one. I will say one of the most underrated bands in Seattle. Like yeah. they should be blowing up, like selling out huge festivals or something. Like they are one of the best bands. Don't say that, man. They'll they'll blow you guys off the stage. No, I'm just kidding. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> their their problem is they're too handsome. Like oh, it, just, <laughs> it, it intimidates. No one most can people. take them seriously because they're just so good looking. These guys are gonna suck. They're too attractive. <laughs> Void Dancer is one of those bands I just met. Like you know, I bartend at the substation, mm-hmm. so I met them through there and made friends with Clint. And I got to see a few of their shows. And I was like, this band's really cool. Yep. They kind of itch this like black metal but more opethy but then like a little bit more modernized sounding yeah. vibe that I personally really enjoy so I was really happy to have them opening the set up as well super badass their new album kicks ass and yeah. uh yeah so awesome um so I was going to ask uh you guys recorded this at the church what's it called again the unknown the, the unknown so was it creepy at all to record it in a in a big church it's very well lit okay okay <laughs> it was also summer okay uh, it was okay. the recipe was not for creepiness sure but, sure uh, i actually grew up in anacortis i was oh, there nice. from age three to 18 okay so it was kind of special to be able to track some music up there because that studio wasn't around when i grew up there yeah and like I knew Phil Elvrum from the microphones. Of I course. In the same grade as his little brother. Wow. And so he's the owner of the studio. Oh, really? And uh, him, he is partner in the studio, I should say. And so wow. it's just kind of like a big full circle thing yeah. of being like, hey, that's weird. But this what, is really What was that cool. festival that happened in uh, in Anacortes for a long time? The music festival that was like a week long? I don't, honestly. So when I was growing up, there was lots of arts festivals. There's sure. this thing called the Oyster Run that's really cool, which is yeah. a, actually a Harley like biker festival. Okay. Where cool. this entire little town 
gets like the entire main drag gets covered in motorcycles and it's just dad's playing blues music. Nice. And <laughs> okay. It sounds ridiculous, but it's really fun. Yeah. Um, I would be so down for that. They have this thing <laughs> called shipwreck days where the entire town turns into a garage sale. That's really cool. That's awesome. There's a lot of really cool things in the city and like they actually have a pretty great music scene. Like I grew up playing music with the guys from the Lonely Forest, which were like a big yeah. They time. were they they uh, they actually were focused on quite a bit uh, from our sister station, one of seven seven. The end. They Absolutely. had them on there a lot. So Braden, their drummer, and I were really good friends through middle school and high mm-hmm. school, and we played. I mean, like we would play Kiss and Metallica covers in my garage. Me playing bass and him playing drums. Like that's yeah. how we learned to play music, essentially. So it's like, yeah, it's this whole like little world of Anacortis was fun. When I did college radio up at Cugs, uh, my friend Alex, who now is uh, artist Cumulus. Absolutely. uh, She uh, introduced me to Lonely Forest. You guys know Cumulus? You know Alex? I met her when she was probably about 16. Awesome. Cool. Back in the day. I love her new music. She's a wonderful human. Absolutely. And uh, also shout out to her partner, who is in Dryland, Brad. Brad. Known Brad for... Black eyes and neckties, dude. Maybe, I don't know. It's a long time. <laughs> he makes flags for, for towns. He just He's made a, us patches. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a small world, dude. So we'll have our yeah. very first. We People have been asking us for patches forever, and we've never done it. And now we'll have them at that album release show. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Right on. Well, um, so did is there like a confessional vocal booth? Like, did they turn a confessional into a vocal booth? No. We did the second half down here in Seattle. Okay. So drums were tracked up there. Okay. And then most of the instruments and everything and vocals were done down in Queen Anne at Derek's studio that he used to have over there. But I'm just picturing, like, a satanic band, like, doing confessional (laughs) vocals. That would just be be so awesome. awesome. I wasn't in the band yet. Okay. So I didn't get to experience the unknown yet. But I've seen plenty of video and pictures of people recording up there. So I'm jealous. I mean, it's cool. The drums set up where a sermon would be delivered. Okay. So it's like you're you're on those risers. It's easily one of my favorite, like, recording sessions I've ever done. The the drums just sounded like cannons in that room. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember when... We first got everything mic'd up, and I'm sitting up in the booth with Derek while you're, like, just starting to test out, like, toms, and it's just, like, boom! It's, like, sounded <laughs> ridiculous. It's like, ah, this is going to be so good. Yeah, so you said this is the best session. What's the worst session you've ever had? Ooh, What's the worst-sounding place you've was ever Was it the Homestead at? drums? That's a thinker. <laughs> because that was pretty rough. That, that was that was a toughie. Um... I know I've definitely done worse. I mean, I, I mean, when I was a kid, I did a million different just, like terrible basement recordings yep. through like actually oh wait here it is the first thing i ever actually recorded was with a little punker band when i was a kid mm-hmm. through a uh karaoke machine cool all, wow. of, yes. all, of us, all of us in one microphone at the same time that's, that's amazing awesome. yeah, can we can we hear that can we play that is, next is this available <laughs> what was the band called let's shout it out uh that band god what were they called your parents would know my, my parents would know <laughs> shame it's so late right now i was like to call them they type probably in mom for a second recording. yeah uh, I want to say that band was called The Bad Guys. The Bad Guys. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Shout out Razor Ramon. You should That's see awesome. that movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> so so this is the new the first album you were on, Chad. Uh, this is, so tell me um, what how how you joined uh, how you joined Witch Ripper because you know you guys uh, you know you're you're welcoming in uh, an awesome vocalist, an awesome skateboarder and an <laughs> awesome musician. You know what brought you into the fold? Well, you know, we'd, I'd already, like, played shows with Witch Ripper yep. and, you know, other bands that they'd been in and, like, worked with Joe and, yeah, just saw that they needed a new person. And I was like, you know, I it was right during the per- pandemic stuff. Yep. So I was like, I think this would be a good challenge and something different that I haven't done. Yeah. And I already liked all the dudes, so it just made sense. That's yeah. awesome, man. That's and, awesome. You know, it's nice to, like, be able to bring something to the band like I can sing higher than Curtis. Yeah, <laughs> so sing much, much better than I can. No, it's been great. That's awesome. Like, I mean, we're talking about the vocals a lot, but he's also a great guitar player. Yeah, and especially I think on new music, you're going to hear more of that. We have a recording session coming up that he's going to be busting out some slide guitar that I'm really excited about. Yeah, it has been fun on some of these newer recordings we've been doing actually getting our two guitars in there because on the actual album it's all curtis playing guitar Mm -hmm. because i was still in the midst of joining the band and working out 
all the vocals and stuff for the record. So it was like, I'll just learn the parts after you have them all figured out and done. Yeah. And so, yeah, these, you know, new things will sound really cool. A little more blend of like my style of guitar playing and like the kind of tones that I like and yeah. stuff. So, um, yeah, pretty, pretty much it. Right on, right <laughs> on. Yeah, we tracked two songs with him playing guitar now, which has been really nice to have. And it's like, it is like, I think also uh, having someone else's songwriting sensibility always adds a lot of layers to the band. And mm -hmm. I'm excited yeah. for like writing new music with Chad involved in that sense. Yeah, because I don't, I don't necessarily come from a metal background, mm -hmm. so I've learned a lot just being in this band about yeah. this style of music. Like I've always liked it. I've always sure. loved hardcore and like, you know, um, just went and saw Botch on Friday. That was great. amazing show. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Uh, but yeah, it's just one of those things where like. I grew up listening to like country and yep. then it was, you know, the grunge bands in Seattle yep. and then it was pop punk and, yep. um, and then it got course stuff. Yep. And so, you know, I like to scream too, Yeah, but yeah. it's one of those things where it's but like, you can well, sing. I want to, I want to add that part, you know? Yeah. So, um, it's just nice to blend different styles and like a band, I think. Oh yeah. If you're just, everyone likes the same five bands. It's going to sound like, it's gonna those, sound like five those five bands. bands. Exactly. Yeah. I like hearing those little snippets of different mm -hmm. things that everyone brings in. And yeah, it always makes for more interesting music. Nice, nice. I, earlier I talked about your skateboarding. Uh, so, <laughs> so Curtis, uh, during the pandemic, you took a job at a guitar store. Yeah. Uh, what was the sexiest guitar that you were able to touch during the pandemic? <laughs> Weirdly enough, like, so... Question. I don't work there anymore, but okay. I, during the, like, when pandemic kind of lifted, I started working at Mike and Mike's Guitar Shop in Fremont. Mm -hmm. It's a fantastic place. I always send all my friends there. Um, one of my favorite things to do was to find, to have a buddy come in, and I would find the most expensive guitar in the shop. Usually some, like, old 50s, 60s Fender that's going for, like, $20,000. Okay. I'd be like, yeah. you take that guitar. And you go play Enter Sandman as loud as you can in that room over there. <laughs> and it's just like the beauty of that store in particular is that the owner or whatever, they'd be like, that's awesome. Go do that. Like they want these are instruments meant to be played. Yes. So it really wasn't a, uh, an issue of like, yeah, it's like it's like go play that expensive guitar. And yeah. like it was it was a great shop to learn stuff. And just like, yeah, if I wanted to play some pre CBS strat through the insane channel on a line six amp, I'll do it. And it's going to be sick. Yeah. That's funny. I remember playing like a Fender mandolin, like an electric one, like some like fifties thing. That's just really stupid. I figured out how to play Enter Sandman on that, which I was pretty proud of. So yeah. that's amazing. You just take like this pristine, immaculate, beautiful guitar and just hook it up to like a HM2 pedal. Yes. And people... I've, I've done that. I honestly have done that. Yeah. And someone on, on like, some someone that would like hear that would be like, you can't do that. Like, well, oh yeah, I did. That was a, great yeah. guitars. Well, that was <laughs> the whole awesome. thing. Is like they were like, yes, please do that. You yeah, know? try it out. Or it's like, oh, you cool. You see that like that bass that's worth like fifteen thousand dollars. Slap out of it. There you go. Do go do that. You know, I, isn't there people that actually like that's their job is to distress guitars? There's like people like there's companies that like sell like pre-worn guitars, you Absolutely. know, like like worn out guitars. So like people, their job is to like bang the fuck out of these guitars and stuff. It's like <laughs> I want that job. Slam a screwdriver I mean, into the body. You can find like videos of people taking rocks and just rubbing them on the back of guitars. Wow, oh, man. I okay. think my favorite video is seeing Dimebag Daryl customize some of his guitars okay. back in the oh. day take a drill to it and just go nuts and that's put funny. holes through it and scrape it up wow nice wear it in a little bit right yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> one of the first guitars i ever had that was my main guitar for uh like all of gladiators eat fire was a a pre one that i got for like 500 dollars at guitar center wow i mean because it was just like yeah that's kind of dumb looking but also it's feels really good and i'm gonna beat the out this way more than what's already on here so there you go why not 
Uh, so, you know, uh, we're kind of mourning the loss of the Kraken in the U District, uh, awesome uh, awesome punk rock dive bar. Uh, obviously, there's a GoFundMe to, to find a new spot for them. Also, the Bar House just stopped having shows. The venue, uh, the bar lives on, but the, the shows are you, you no longer. That was the ending of that last weekend, um, or this coming weekend as, as we talk, but... Um, a few years ago, I started talking to, you know, a lot of punk bands and, and they would bring up that the Kraken's their home base. You know, it's like their 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 home territory. They feel at home there. Where do you guys feel in Seattle is is which Ripper's home base? Hmm. Uh, definitely Substation, I would say. Awesome. Yeah, I think that we've played there probably more than anywhere else. And like my band, my old bands have like practiced there in the adjoining bases and... Yeah, we'll still do that. Um, just the staff there. I mean, Curtis works there, obviously. But mm-hmm. uh, even before he was working there, they were all homies there. And we always just have, like, anytime we play there, all our friends come out. Like, it's just a very family, like, community kind of thing going on over there for us. Awesome. Yeah, it's a good spot. I mean, like they said, I work there. I'm biased, obviously. But, <laughs> I mean, like... Honestly, I there's not any venues in the city I don't like. You know, like everyone's yeah. just trying. And, you know, owning and working at a venue is a tough job, and everyone's just doing their best. Mm-hmm. So, and as we can tell by venues closing, like we just talked about. Yep. You know? So, like I, yeah, all the venues in Seattle are absolutely fantastic. I just happen to work at Substation. I love this yeah. the crew there, so we're happy to always play shows there. But we're happy to play anywhere. We filmed. Part of our music video at Substation too. So That's awesome. It's great to be yeah. able to use the big room there and everything. So yeah, it's so welcoming. Like I've loved being able to play shows there in the last year or two. Amazing. Uh, and and I will mention it's not all doom and gloom. Uh, with the venues that are closing, there's a new one. My friend Anjali runs a place called the Cherry Pit over yeah, in the yeah. Central District. Absolutely. It's right. Well, actually, she doesn't run that. She's part of a collective that helps run it. Um, but uh, I wanted to shout her out and shout out the Cherry Pit crew. It's over by the Twilight Exit. It's an all ages venue right in the center of the Central District. So you know, with these, you know, the doom and gloom, there is also good news here. So I always wanted to focus. On the good news in our I want city. To check that out. Yeah. I've actually been told by a number of people who've played shows there that it is amazing and we should that we need to play a show there. There you that, go. And everyone needs to go check it out. Yeah, Let's go. I think when we get back from this tour we'll try to plan something for the summer. All right. There. Just to have that experience. Sounds yeah. fun. Definitely yeah. had a couple people ask about all ages things. Yep. And I always love supporting all yes. ages. I grew up. Shout out to the Vera Project. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Vera, you know, used to go to the Redmond Firehouse yep. and Ground Zero. We K-Tub, talked about that. Yeah. Kirkland Teen Union yep. Building. Yep. Yeah. I think it's important. So. Absolutely. That's awesome that there's another one popping up in Seattle. Absolutely. Uh, even El Corazon that, you know, all ages and bar with ID. Absolutely. Um, so. Uh, you know, and, and you guys be honest. I, I am curious because this is a local music show and we just went through, we're, I mean, we're a really weird time um, I where, you know, some people weren't feeling comfortable coming to shows, you know, things are open now, but it was just like, you know, we went through an unprecedented time. I personally feel when I go out to shows, like there are a ton of people at sh- out at shows, but not always, you know, it's hit and miss sometimes. How are you guys feeling c- currently about, you know, shows in Northwest? You, you work at a venue, so you see it, yeah. and, you know, and you guys play shows. How are you guys feeling about, uh, you know, shows here in our city? Honestly, it seems like it's been awesome lately. Yeah. Um, I can only speak to like what I've been to, but like, as far as heavy music goes, like it's, I've had a hard time finding, heavy show whether it's death metal doom or whatever that isn't well attended yeah it really seems like like the blue collar kind of crowd of the city of seattle has really adopted metal and punk a lot more lately Mm -hmm. and so people are just coming out to see shows like i remember i think it was two or three weeks ago i was at uh the album release show for rebirth house there, there was were, like four shows that night there were four shows all across i was over at tim's (laughs) or no sorry i was at uh the what was that tavern down in Soto or what, what is that place called? The is it lucky liquor? Lucky liquor. Yeah. I was watching endorphins lost so at lucky liquor that yeah. night. There was also a show at the Kraken and yep. there was a uh, show at bar house, a death metal festival. Yeah. I heard from every single show. They're all well attended. That's and amazing. You talk, when you go on tour, you, you, 
you quickly realize how lucky we are to have a music scene in Seattle like we do. Yeah. That supports heavy music like that. That's awesome. It's, it's not everywhere, mm-hmm. for sure. And so, like, for me personally, especially with heavy music, it seems like shows have just been amazing lately. And like that's that awesome. people have been really embracing uh, heavy music of all genres. Yeah, and, I mean, weren't you saying there's, like, some much bigger metal band that came to Substation? They might have been Elder, where they had, like, what, over 600 people there? And yeah. Wow. That, um, if I'm remembering right, that might, they were we like, talking to you and of, saying that they yeah. were not having that situation on their whole tour. So, yeah, I mean, Elder mm-hmm. came and had a fantastic show on in Seattle, and I think they've been having good shows, but the Seattle one was seemed like especially a highlight, those yeah. guys. Um, the big one, I think, that I noticed was the, uh, the band Earth recently yeah. did a, mm. a tour through, and they made a point of saying that their Seattle show was by far their best show of the whole That's tour. Amazing. That might I mean, be what I was thinking of. Substation's got great stuff going on. We have chemists coming through. We're gonna have Elder again. Yeah. Um, Candle Mass. Candle Mass. Almost sold out. Yeah. Uh, it's just. Wait, when's he, Elder coming back? Now I'm curious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you'll be in the UK. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so like it's like people are coming out to these shows, and every, That's you amazing. know, all the ones that I work at, it's like the lowest attendance I've seen for any of these big shows is like 300 people, which is God still, damn, yeah, dude. Exactly. So Whew. it's like. This is great to hear, man. Because I can come, I come out to shows, but I can't make it to everyone. So I, yeah. it's good to know you guys are the the, the man on the scene. It's just <laughs> nice, though. Like I mean, like he says it's, it's not in every city that's like that, and people should be proud in world local heavy music scene because it's you know it's a thankless scene a little bit in the sense of like oh there's always it's the metal kids you know yep us dwellers you know that's who we are <laughs> and like it's nice when people actually show up and have a good time. Well, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do so. See what I did there? March 18th <laughs> at the venue we're talking about, Substation. We got Eris, Into the Storm, Void Dancer, and the band I'm talking to, Witch Ripper. Their new album, The Flight After the Fall, is out now on Magnetic Eye, right? Magnetic yes, Eye Records. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can buy it on vinyl, CD. Do the guys have it on tape? Is it tape? No? Uh, no tape. No, no tape. So you got to go vinyl, I'm CD. I, you know what? I, I will say it. I love compact discs, man. I play them in my car. They actually help my ADHD. Like, if I actually put a CD in my car, I will listen to it all, and I won't just, like, flip through every song on my freaking Spotify or whatever. Like, I'll actually listen to the whole record if I throw the CD in. It's convenient. I also love records, though. I also yeah, you got it I on mean, sexy blue vinyl, right? It's the biggest yeah. thing people can do if they want to support a band is buy a shirt record. Yep. Just that is the number one thing they can do. So absolutely, I remember Ryan the Beard from Pound. He mentioned, uh, you know, when they were on tour, he said that they're uh, essentially traveling T-shirt salesmen. That's yep how yeah. it's been forever. <laughs> yeah. it really you're like there, that. yeah. You're there to be a zoomies that travels around essentially. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome guys. Well, uh, again, March 18th at the Substation, Eris, Into the Storm, Void Dancer, and Witch Ripper. If people can't make it out to the show, you know, they have you know jobs they have to go to, kids, family all that kind of stuff you know what's the best way to support you guys if they can't make it out to the show head on to the band camp and uh, if you're able to pick up a record or t-shirt through there we really appreciate it and uh-huh. uh, just, just honestly just checking out the thing you know Spotify yeah, plays all that kind of stuff check out the record like it. check Are, it out who would you say is the most outgoing member of Witch Ripper uh, probably Curtis, right? Curtis? Curtis? All right. I mean I'm kind maybe, of forced to because of my work <laughs> okay Curtis <laughs> trust me if I could sit on the couch every night and fall asleep with Cheetos in my lap, I would. But <laughs> I do, like, yeah, I just I go out a lot for work. The reason I ask is because I've been doing this thing here on Love Local where for the last song, I have you introduce it, but as a cheesiest radio DJ you can imagine. Okay? <laughs> all right, all right, exactly. let's do this, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to turn my microphone off, Curtis, and just know the name of the show is Loud Local on KISW, and we're going to go into the song Madness in Ritual Solitude. So uh, let's go, let's go. <laughs> all right, guys, welcome to Seattle's Loud, loud Local, all right. Woo, 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 woo. This next song is coming up from local kids, Witch Ripper. Witch Ripper. Witch Ripper. (laughs) This next song is called Madness and Ritual Solitude. Check it out, nerds. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's give this guy Uh, a morning show. I mean, like, yeah. I wouldn't, job, Curtis. Good job. I wouldn't we, say I'm I'm like gunning for your job, but I'm not not gunning for <laughs> your right. job. Let's go. <laughs> Thanks, Witch Ripper. <laughs>
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.